welcome back, beloved listener. Here we are once more. This is the fourth episode of Oops, I Missed Church, the podcast. On today's episode, you'll hear a conversation that was recorded in 2017 by a younger me with my dear friend, Jordan Fash. I've known Jordan since middle school, and he is a gift. I did want to say one thing before we go into the conversation. You'll hear a song underneath us, and I used it for a liner during the first year of Oops, I Missed Church. It's a Nat King Cole tune, and I just want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. So please sit back and enjoy this conversation from the first year of Oops, I Missed Church with the one and only Jordan Fash. It's Sunday, and you're lending your ears and your time to listen to Oops, I Missed Church, right here on KMZN. You can listen wherever you are if you download the mobile app, KMZN Radio, or get online and go to RadioKMZN.com every Sunday from 3 to 7 Central Standard Time in the pride and joy of Iowa and America, wonderful Oskaloosa. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I can't tell you how excited I am to have my dear friend, Jordan Fash, Papa Jay, the man with the plan. Jordan, how are you? I am doing well, Micah. That wow. was a uh, great introduction there. Yeah, that's, that. the, uh, that's the Nat King Cole liner. Yeah. You know Nat? Uh, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. What's your favorite song? Prove it. <laughs> the Christmas song. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Jordan, how are you, dude? I haven't seen you in so long. And you live in Kansas City now. You're going to school. What are you going to school for? I am studying English with uh, creative writing. So mm. my plan is to not make any money, which is why I chose that, that one. Good I usually lead in with that joke, Micah, That's a good because joke. Because people somehow feel it's, I mean, make that joke anyways. You could make it for almost, well, no. You can make it for any major. Well, well, the, the question you always get asked when you're like a major in English, it's always, yeah, what are you going to do with that? So, you know, <laughs> might as well yeah. just lead in with the joke. And then they realize it. that you get it. Right. That you get that you're going to school for nothing. Yeah. So what kind of defense <laughs> mechanism. Just kidding. Sorts I'd go to school for English. Is it fun? It is. It is. I enjoy it. Um, the nice thing about uh, studying English is that my teachers don't really use letter grades. Most of it's, you know, it's so subjective. You know, it's like you read something. It's like, well... How did you feel about that? Was it good? Was it not? Mm. Kind of hard to concretely, you know, come at you. So it makes it a little easier when everybody else is stressed about finals and, and midterms because it's like, well, All you yeah, have to do is read. I read a story and I liked it. <laughs> I'll take my name. <laughs> and then creative writing is your minor? It's like an or emphasis. Equal. So oh, it's okay. not a minor. English with like, an emphasis in creative writing. Right, because some people do like literature. Have or, you finished your book? Uh, no. No, I have not. Mm. Um yeah, I've I've done some different, you know, more like short stories and stuff. Is kind of are you? St- how often do you write? That is a great question. Um, probably not as much as I'd like to. Of Same. Course. I know you do some writing yourself, so it's been a while though. It's it's a slow. It's been slow going this year in particular. It's it's tough. I mean, it's tricky. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me unless it's like f- specifically for something. You know, like mm-hmm. write this by this time. Yeah, that's one thing that is really attractive to me about going to school is I think I do a lot better when it's like uh, 
an assignment mm-hmm. or a deadline or I have some, because I'm bad at making assignments for myself. Yeah, because yeah. then you also feel like, oh, I'll just work on this and I'll do other stuff and then I'll come back to it. And I mean, you know, when you're kind of active and, and doing a lot of things, it's tough to circle back to those things. Yeah, and be diligent about it. Because, gosh, there's always so much stuff going on. I know. That's fighting for your time. And Sometimes literally fighting you. Yeah. You know? Really? You've been in a lot of fights recently? Uh, I mean, I've been trying to taper back a little bit. But I know you, man. Oh, yeah. I know how you are, and yeah. I know that, uh, you know, something gets started, and you're not one to really back down no. because you're... Well, if there's one word that comes to mind when someone says your name, and I hear it all the time, mm-hmm. the first word that comes to my mind is aggressive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, you, yeah, I mean, I've been trying to change a little bit, but change is, is tough. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not easy. Do you like change? Uh you know, I kind of have mixed feelings on change sometimes, Micah. I mm. I think I'm always excited by new possibilities. So that's always fun to me. But um I don't know. When I was younger, there was kind of a lot of things that went on that sort of changed a lot in my life. Yeah. Um and I think kind of inherently since then I've always had this kind of because I always make things seem much better than they were. So usually, like, I don't mind when the change happens, but, but it's kind of the process of going through that, obviously. That's the, the tough part. Um, but, you know, I'm always excited by trying new stuff and going to new places and yeah. all that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I have as hard of a time with changes as some people do. Just because yeah. I'm always kind of like you know, I realize everything's kind of for a time. I know you kind of realize that mm. too, because you're yeah. always off on some new adventure. I feel like <laughs> every time I talk to you, you're somewhere doing something. I like to crazy. get around. Yeah, you know, I just yeah, I don't know, and I hate for it to be just boredom. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want that to be the motivation for me to go on trips and things. Right. But a lot of times, it's like I just get an opportunity, mm-hmm. and it's perfectly timed out because I was just feeling bored. For and sure. so it's like, ah, oh, cool, I get to do this. But also it's tough because I feel bored a lot sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it's like, well, it, I'm sort of searching for the opportunities, you know. And so, yeah, that's why I love going to weddings. That's not mm-hmm. the only reason, but that's one reason where it's like if there's a wedding coming up that I know the person, I don't have to know them well. Right. But if I know them and at least vaguely, they want to invite me, I'll go. You'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Now, weddings are a great, uh, great reason. To what was the last wedding you went to? Um, let me think. It might, I think it was my, my mother's wedding. Actually. Oh, yeah. My mom yeah, yeah. This, Congrats, this Deb. Summer. Yeah. I it's know. so great. I don't know if they're she probably can't figure out how to work. Oh, come on. This. I mean, I it's guess. It's a radio. Lady, I know, but she struggles, dude. You know how it is. She, she thought that why oh, she once asked if the phone came with the Wi-Fi in the box. So I had to tell her. <laughs> It's Wi-Fi. It's, yeah. it's not in the box. Well, that's no, just... I know. Yeah. Maybe on the app. I mean, Deb, I if you're listening, Jordan loves you. I do love you, Mom. Yeah. And she knows I that. know my mom's listening. She might be sleeping because it's hard to stay awake on Sunday yeah. afternoons. Ooh, speaking of moms, I recently got a new background for my phone, Micah, that I think you would enjoy. Did you text your mom today? <laughs> and it has the... That's really good. And the little... message ho- emoji. Yeah. With the... With a heart, heart. Notification, notification instead of just a simple circle. Yeah. I like that. That's a nice background. So, you know, every time I see it, it's like, yeah, Jordan, maybe you should text your mom. That's good thinking. Hi. That'd be a good reminder. I need to text my mom more. It's nice. My mom's in town right now. 
because okay. my sister Mariah is having a baby soon. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, did you just? This <laughs> <laughs> massively popped my thumb. Folks, oh man! On this chair. I wish you could have seen it, everybody. It really did happen, and now he's shaking his hand, and it's Oof. oh, the pain looks excruciating. <sighs> oh, <laughs> that's rough. That you know what's fun about radio is that you could really just say anything. make up a lot of stuff or like say <laughs> things that really aren't true, and people would. I mean, they'd be kind of just quick to believe it because on the yeah. radio, you feel you can trust the radio, I feel, mm-hmm. in, a, in the era of fake news mm-hmm. and uh, he said, she said. Yeah, that's right. The radio is pretty direct, you know? It just cuts right to it. Yeah. It's like the, the War of the Worlds thing, you know, where they, they read oh, that yeah. on, the, on the radio. And people everybody. were convinced that the world was ending. Yeah. So you could think of some kind of a conspiracy. Who was the guy that wrote that again? H.G. Wells. See, I'm so glad mm-hmm. you're an English major. and right. You probably know a lot more authors and different things like that now than... But you've always had a pretty good knowledge I've of that always stuff. always kind of had, yeah. had a leaning. You've, sort of thing. you've enjoyed literature for your I whole have. life. You still reading comic books? You know, I don't really do comics as much. I mean, I still like comics. I yeah. enjoy comic books. Um, What's your favorite uh, reading material? Like, of all... Time, like, what's your favorite thing? No, just like favorite genre to read, I guess. What? That's a better question. That's, that's a good question. I'm really into short stories. I really like short stories. Yeah. So you like David Sedaris? I've read a little bit of David Sedaris. Um, I'm trying to think of what specifically. You know, I just remember I had one, one book essays, of his. Right? Like nonfiction essays. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them are fiction. Does he do fiction? Okay. I've never read any of his I have. Fiction, well, so. like, I had one short story book by David Sedaris that was like. A bunch of animals, like just stories of animals. Is it the squirrel or yeah. something? Yeah, the squirrel something. And I can't remember what it's called, but it was really funny. Mm-hmm. And I like short stories too. But that's another thing too that I think would be good about me going to school is just uh, a whole lot of new things would be uh, introduced to me right. just because I don't seek them out. And that's what's also frustrating is that I feel I could get just as good of an education teaching myself, but I'm a terrible self-teacher mm-hmm. well th- yeah that's the tricky part too is because really the main thing i've gotten out of going to school right now is like they have workshops so you know you'll sit down you'll write something and it's kind of terrifying because you all get in a circle and, and share you, it you yeah. act like the author isn't there though so you don't like talk to the author the author just sits there and like listens to everyone talk about the thing that they wrote so Whoa. you know in the conversation it's like oh i like the way the author did blah 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 or i, or didn't, I like, didn't like yeah yeah so usually Critique. I, yeah I usually do like, you know, I say the things I liked, the things I didn't like. Some people are pretty savage and just kind of like destroy us. So. Yeah, there's some pretty pretty hardcore critics. Mm-hmm. I think some people kind of get off on it, like yeah, being critical like or, something. or just like finding all the things they don't like about something and then really diving into that. And yeah. <laughs> like no, I think taking that's, it apart. That's definitely true. And I mean, I think it can be easier sometimes to get into that than... Things that were good sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of more Especially if it's a terrible yeah. thing. Yeah. Know. Like everything I write. And, and oh, jeez, Louise. You know? so, I, I mean, I'm Shut going your mouth. That, you know? Yeah, um, garbage. Yeah. You know, I want to be the first <laughs> garbage bestseller. So. <laughs> We'll that's funny. Speaking of garbage, LDI, Local Disposal Incorporated, uh, that's one of my sponsors. Oh. So if you're ever living in Oskaloosa again mm-hmm. um, and you need trash removal services, LDI of New Sharon, highly recommend. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's two plugs for them. Um, I'll also mention Ozinga Feed Service. You got any uh, livestock? Um, not at the moment, no. <laughs> huh. Any animals at all? Does your mom still have a dog? 
No. Wow. Bang, Traded her dog for a husband. In the, uh, great <laughs> Just doggy kidding. Park in the sky. Uh-huh. Um, but thanks That's for bringing sad. it up, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I'm really sorry about no, that. No, no. When it's did fine. it happen? It's fine, dude. I dude, I think. have a dog now, and so I under, I like. I'm really dreading the day that my dog dies because yeah, I don't, it's pretty crazy how close Bain, you can get to Bain, a dog. Right? Bing Crosby, Bain yeah. Crosby. How's Bing doing? He's doing great. He uh, he got fleas, <laughs> so that's annoying. Okay. But uh, you know, he's doing fine. <laughs> you record anything lately? Uh huh. No. You get it. <laughs> Except cause, in, yeah, because Bing right, Crosby. Right. Yeah, the singer. Mm-hmm. You know what I heard about Bing Crosby? That's really sad, actually. What? Apparently, he beat his kids. Like, uh, I guess I mean, I've heard that he was, and I don't know if it was is, maybe just was discipline. It? You know, was like spanking. I got a spanking when I was a few spankings when I was a kid. But I heard, I mean, I think it was, like, more like more than just, like, a spanking, up. but, like, a like abuse, I guess. But gotcha. I don't know. Yeah. I never well, met Bing Crosby. He seemed like such a swell, say. kind guy. Yeah. But, you know, guess life on the know. screen is not always the same as... Not all that glitters is gold. Ooh, yeah. man. You're just full of those, I bet. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't realize that was that's the Lord of the Rings. What's in Lord of the Rings? Did you know that? No. Yeah. Wow. Maybe that kind of is predates Lord of the Rings. I wish we had Nathan or somebody here, but it's because uh, he says that's part of that, and then the not all who wander are lost. And he's mm. talking about Aragorn, you right? Know, the king who's wandering. But I had the wandering, the wandering royal, wandering royal. Yeah. You know. Oh man. Well, Jordan, I'm gonna send it to a song because we've been talking for 12 minutes, but okay. we'll be right back after this shaky graves tune. Here is a song called "Tomorrow." You gonna be here tomorrow? You're taking off. Yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. What time are you taking off? It's always tentative, you know. We so. could get breakfast. Ooh, perhaps. That sounds good to me. Okay, good. Here's shaky graves, folks. We'll be right back with Jordan Fash, the legend himself. Friends, I'm sorry to rob you of that Shaky Graves tune, but if you're listening on Spotify, you can just go look it up. It's called Tomorrow. But this also gives me a chance to invite you to tune in every Sunday. If you want to hear music between your conversation, it's Oops, I Missed Church, the Sunday radio show broadcast on KMZN in southeastern Iowa. But if you're listening from somewhere on the opposite side of the planet, go to RadioKMZN.com every Sunday, 3 to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thanks for being here. And now, more conversation with Jordan Fash. We're back, folks, and you're hearing in the background... Black Frost from Grover Washington Jr. We're going to turn that down just a little so you can hear me and Jordan have a conversation. Or Jordan right. and I. Excuse me, you're an English major. Sorry. Come on, dude. I uh, always mess up on those two, though. I, it's I easy never, to do. Yeah, it's like that. You know? That and commas. Commas. Ah, yeah, same, dude. I, I really throw a comma in a lot of times when it's just like it feels like there should be a pause. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the point of a comma in a lot of ways. It's like, hey, you you know, this is how this sentence should go. Yeah, right? I'm gonna. I'm saying the sentence so you can read this first part. Take a minute. Yeah. For, then, not a minute, but you know. I'll say it takes. How long does it take? <laughs> if you stop a minute for comments, how long are periods? Yeah. <laughs> just half an hour each. 
That's why oh, it takes man. you so long to get through my texts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta send them really without the comma or without the periods, and then you'll get through them. Yeah, big blocks. Of text. <laughs> so, Jordan, yes, you were one of the uh, one of two others, or one of one of four four kids from Oskaloosa. That's true. Now four. Man. That have gone. There's four kids that went to the school that I went to in Florida. Mm-hmm. Bradenton, Florida. Well, school. It was, well, it's more of a school now, dude. That's true. Now it's more of a school. Yeah. So when I went to a ministry school called 24-7, and it was really, I'm really thankful that I went. It was really special, and I'm really uh, thankful for the relationships that it created. I That's a pretty good assessment. encouraged Jordan to do it also. I didn't really know you were going to do it. I was kinda, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you should. I mean, because I think it's great for everybody to take a gap year after high school and just kind of like figure out what they believe, especially about Jesus. If you consider yourself a lover of Jesus, um, what do you believe about him? And maybe gets like a foundation or an additional foundation to what you've already built growing up. Right. So you went. I did. And you were a little caught off guard. I was. Um, there were a lot of rules. It's pretty strict. There were certainly, yeah, because I was in the same boat where you know I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, and I know people were kind of jumping right into school. So I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm gonna do that. And just from what you described, you know, like just that pitch right there sounded sounded appealing, good. right? Yeah, yeah. appealing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I'm always careful when I talk about it because I don't want it to seem like I hated this place. Yeah, it was all miserable. You're thankful you went? I am. I am. I'm glad. I mean, I think it was a really good year for me to go there. I think for for some of the similar reasons to you, probably some different reasons too, which we can get into as we talk yeah. about it. But um, yeah, I think it was a really good year for me to spend there, and I do agree. I think it's good. I mean, unless you're like, this is exactly what I want to do, and, and you're jumping right into it, I do think at least taking a step back right after high school, I think is a good good call. Um, yeah, for most people, kind of gives you but. some time to like evaluate. I think mm. just because high school is such a formative four years of life, and right. then it's just kind of expected of you to get mm-hmm. jumped in and to the next four years of school. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to kind of, I don't know, yeah, just evaluate and figure out. Okay, what do I want to do with my life? Because I'm still a baby. Because yeah. as an 18 year old, I just felt yeah. very, very young. <laughs> <laughs> As a 23-year-old, I feel very, very Very, young. Yeah. 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 No, I I agree with that, man. Um, But yeah, it was cool. I mean, yeah, like you said, school, kind of hybrid. It's always interesting to to describe it to people, because I do say like a discipleship. You can say discipleship program if it's like, oh, you're a Christian growing up, but then I have to kind of reframe, like, how do I present this in (laughs) in another way, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, just kind of, have you talked about on here before? Not a whole lot. I've talked about it some, but Mm -hmm. yeah, we could talk about it. I I haven't said all the details and stuff because if any, if there was ever a person that wanted to go, I wouldn't want to ruin it for them, spoil it, you know? But they've changed a whole lot since I went. Because now it really is more like a college. It's called Bayside College now. And all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can do four. I think they do. Really? I think so, yeah. Wow. Because, yeah, so... Me going there was the first year it was a college, officially yeah. based like college. Um, but right. yeah, so we like took classes, but then also lived with you know people in the in the yeah, church host and families. just lived at their house. And like every day we would just be there, wake up really early, work out together, real early, real early. Um, uh, 
yeah, I mean, it became normal for me to be up at like 5.30 every morning. Yeah. It's kind of kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it after a while. Mm-hmm. It was like nice to be, I don't know, it was nice getting so much out of a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I felt like the days were so packed with stuff to do mm-hmm. and responsibilities and things that it became really like, man, I'm really, really taking advantage of this daylight. Yeah. <laughs> Using it up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I I, think that was kind of cool. And like I said, that's what I think were neat. A lot of the principles and things that we went over. But yeah, you know, just going there. And it was just odd because you'd be there just pretty much all day, most days. You get there and we'd just be there doing stuff and then go back home and do that over and over and over again. So it, it was interesting being in like so consistently in a community. With mm-hmm. other people, you know, and that's when I think the pitch, it's like, yeah, that sounds kind of culty, which, you know, in some ways it's like, yeah, yeah I, I guess obviously there is a very much of a group think mentality of everybody being together all the time and, and running four miles every morning or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and it was tough in, in a lot of ways, I think, to stick out just because there were a lot of different rules and and stuff that I think I remember calling you or did I text you, were you or really, something? Yeah, you got a hold of me like pretty quickly <laughs> after it had started, like after orientation. And you're like, Micah, what is this? <laughs> you seemed like really shocked and kind of upset or cheated almost. Like, it, it, yeah. what have you led me into <laughs> that I can't even text? I can't even text girls. Like, yeah. And I, I don't know if that's still a rule, but I guess... And they always, they did a good job of explaining it, I feel, mm-hmm. like the heart behind it and stuff. Um, but that was a hard, that was a tricky thing because it was hard to not become like, or not feel like it was legalism. Yeah. And be like, okay, Pretty well, let me like live because I just got out of high school. You, yeah, you have to, talking, yeah. you have to write, write papers if you watch a movie. You watch and, and, um, yeah. Which I, looking back, I'm actually thankful for that too. Yeah. And I think that's how so much of it is. And like in the moment. It's like, this is stupid. I don't mm-hmm. like this. But then looking back after you've been through it and grown up some more, you're like, you know, that was valuable. Like, I see the value of that. Well, what it taught me a lot, and this is something I would just talk to different family members about. So I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this. Because like, I was going through a lot of stuff personally. Like, I struggled a lot with depression in high school. And that kind of came to a head pretty hard when I was graduating. Um, like From high much, school? Yeah, pretty much that summer. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's, I and mean, we talked about change earlier, and I think I've always felt that target pull because I'm always excited by change, but, um, you know, I think things being the way they are is always comforting, you know, and, and I think that was obviously one of the bigger transitions you go through. Yeah. You know, um, and I was just having a really hard time just in general. So I was like, I don't know if I can stay here. I don't know if I can be here. I was yeah. just, it was really rough. And um, one of the cooler things there was I did see counseling like at the church there. I don't know if we've ever talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, we did a little bit. They had like counselors through the church there. who were just um, these ladies who were just wizards and like it really helped me a ton. Hmm. And um, I've become a big advocate for people seeing counseling just because I think Ooh, that's yeah. really helpful. Um, me too, dude. And uh, as far as... Just really, not even if it's like you're struggling with this specific thing, but I think yeah, in general. Just to have someone to like be completely open with and just talk about mm-hmm. all the stuff that, I don't know, you're going through and the way you're thinking about things. So if like I started seeing a counselor earlier mm-hmm. this year 
because I was like the saddest I've ever been mm-hmm. earlier this year. And I'm so thankful that I did because it was really like, it's just so good to have somebody to talk to about stuff. That's not someone that's in your everyday life. That's not like a close friend necessarily, because I think it's valuable to, and important to talk to your close friends about stuff you're going through too. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think counselors a lot of times have a better way of listening and then speaking mm-hmm. life into you, depending on, yeah. yeah. No, mm-hmm. I agree, and I think that's obviously the human nature is to avoid being exposed or being vulnerable in, mm-hmm. in that way. It's kind of interesting. Um, my my roommate who grew up Catholic, he's Christian now, but he talked about the idea of you know I think a lot of things in the Catholic Church in some ways people look at it and say like, oh this is a legalistic thing but he talked about the idea of confession as yeah. like a form of counseling which I never really thought of oh, that, yeah. that way you know I mean I think you'd think of that as like oh you, you need to say the things you did wrong but I think in a way he was like you know I always frame that as like a way a form of confession built into the church in a way because I think a lot of the times we the know, form of counseling or, yeah sorry into the that's what yeah. I'd say sorry a form of like working through the things you're dealing with yeah um, just by, like, by talking to someone about pointing it. Pointing them out, yeah. Yeah, and because I, I think we don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's obviously a very scary thing. And, um, you know, it's difficult to do that. But I think, and even then, you get the argument of like, well, what is that going to do? You know, and it's like, it's not going to solve all your problems. But I think you learn no, yeah. things about you, yourself and you get equipped with things um, just so when you're in those situations, you can, can better handle them. Yeah. So I guess as far as uh, being there for that year goes, that was probably one of, I think, the bigger reasons why God led me there, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, mm. Yeah, that's cool. And I think what's, and that's really the sign of maturity, I think, as you get older, is being able to look at things in life and being like, not everything about this is great, but not everything about it is terrible. Because I think a lot of people in, <laughs> yeah. in that school would be like, oh, this is great. It's perfect. Everything. You know, it's like, well, I don't think that's true. Yeah. We'd also have people who are like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. There's nothing good here. It's like, well, yeah. you know. It's good to find the balance, the middle ground, sort of. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that's how it is in everything, basically. Yeah. I agree. Like you're I think, yeah, in life and... I think even like in your childhood, as you look back on growing up, you know, it's like not everything my parents did. I think that's kind of the, one of the most definitive things about getting older is your relationship with your parents and how you can Ooh, yeah. perceive that. You know, it's like not everything my parents did growing up was great, but, uh, you know, not everything was terrible. Certainly, I, and, yeah. And, and I've seen different people go to either end of those spectrums, mm-hmm. and I think that's where you sort of have a distorted view of things. And yeah. It's tricky to, uh, I mean, it's easy to, to lean either way or the other with that. I think so, too. And unless, I, I guess it's probably a lot easier for people that had terrible parents. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I think you and I were both pretty yeah. fortunate to have really good parents. And mm-hmm. you, how old were you when your dad passed away? I was six. Yeah. So, so that added, mm-hmm. I mean, that adds a whole nother layer to where, I mean, that's just so much more weight on your mom mm-hmm. and your siblings even. Yeah, and that's a different dynamic too because you know when when somebody dies, obviously it's it's like it becomes a thing where everything that person did was perfect. You know, just because I mean, no one mm-hmm. likes to talk bad about dead people. Speaking of the dead, is not you know you don't really want to do that. But yeah, I think in some ways that can almost be damaging too because it's then like, well, everything this person did is right. Yeah, and I've kind of had to work through that probably this year more so than ever in my life is coming to like. There's a lot of the things my dad did that I 
I, I want to be like. But there's a lot of things that I, you can learn from and, and change, yeah. you know. And I think that is, that is tricky. And it's been interesting because I've seen all my siblings deal with that in different mm-hmm. ways. You know? Yeah. Um, everybody in the family obviously deals with stuff like that. And it, it's tough navigating those things. And obviously. it's interesting to think about the ages. Like, mm-hmm. Because being a six-year-old when your dad dies, as a six-year-old, like, I feel like that's lose. It would be so, you'd be so quick to just think, well, he was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing wrong with my dad. Yeah. He was taken from me when I was way too young mm-hmm. and that wasn't his fault, you know? And like, he didn't do anything wrong. But then I wonder if there's any, if any of your siblings who were older when he passed away went the other way or like, like cause I feel that sometimes I've heard of people like blaming a person for dying, you know? And it's yeah. like, you can't really do that. But I think it just is a natural thing that a lot of people do mm-hmm. because they're so hurt that they lost them. And yeah. so then it's like, I don't know, you end up blaming them. But, yeah, just the, and just the way that you would work through it at a different age. Because I, mm-hmm. yeah, I think being a six-year-old would make a huge difference. Well, yeah, yeah, my oldest brother was 17 years older than I am. So, you know, there's quite the Yeah, the that would be totally different, us. yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's tough to, I think, yeah, kind of find a way to properly frame all that and how do you because when I was younger I was always like you know I felt like I didn't have enough I, I mean everyone who's older than me kind of had enough memories of my dad to like remember him yeah but I was kind of at the point where it's like I knew my dad was there but I don't really have any of the memories you know mm-hmm. um and that's something that I uh I've thought about lately almost just kind of more so because it's interesting I think how you kind of start to remember random things and you just have kind of Ooh, pieces yeah. of like oh that did that happen like i remember i uh which is kind of funny you know my love for minivans like <laughs> I've, I've always driven a minivan yep as you, you know, love them i do and i remember actually the first minivan i owned the electric mayhem that i loved i remember going the on, electric i remember mayhem. this the other day like in class and i wrote it down really quick so i remembered it but i went for a test drive with my mom and dad in the electric mayhem when we first oh wow we bought it, which i was like i don't even remember that but it's like it's just so funny because it's like I've always, and it's like, is that why, like, subconsciously I love minivans? Which is just yeah. so funny. I mean, even, we talked about counseling earlier. I think the biggest thing there is, like, just the subconscious way your mind works. Mm. Like, you don't even realize, like, that. that's why I think about things that way. Or yeah, that's why. the way that stuff happens. Yeah, and it's so cool how when you talk about it, mm-hmm. you just realize it yourself, and you're like, whoa. Wow, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> like, so, it's crazy. Cause one thing that I realize, I, like... I used to just be afraid of being annoying, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I really, really didn't want to be annoying to anybody because my sisters, when I was old, and I love my sisters, my <laughs> sisters have been incredible, but they would just, cause I was annoying as a little kid sometimes. I'm certain mm-hmm. of it, just like every little kid, but right. they would be like, don't be annoying. And I felt like I heard that a lot and it was probably because I was being annoying. Mm-hmm. And then it turned me into like a mega people pleaser right. to the point where I was like, it's like unhealthy how much I'm depending on other people's approval mm-hmm. and trying to win everybody's affection because yeah. it's like, well, as long as every single person likes me and then if I find out somebody don't, doesn't like me, it's like, what have I done or what do I have to do to change yeah. that? You know? And that's exhausting. Like you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> can't live like that. What was the age that you like kind of transitioned or I guess kind of went into that persona you think? Uh, well, I remember very strongly they said 
don't be an annoying eight-year-old. Okay. Because they knew a lot of annoying eight-year-olds, right. I guess. And, I mean, there are. There's loads of them. So is, is that kind of the point in your life where you became, like, really social and, like, outgoing and, and stuff? Uh, or do you think you were I don't know. I so think like... that kind of happened because I was homeschooled yeah. early on until fifth grade. And when you're homeschooled, because you were homeschooled for I a while. I was until fourth grade. Yeah. So. And so, you know, just it you naturally, when you're homeschooled, become better at talking to people that are older than you, I think. Okay. Because you're not in a classroom setting with a bunch of people your age. All right. All the time. And I guess I don't know how you did homeschool, but I did homeschool with my family, with my sisters and my mom. Okay. And all my sisters were older than me. I was the youngest. And we would do like two to three hours of schoolwork a day and then mm-hmm. go out and do whatever we needed to do with mom. Right. And so we would interact with adults on a regular basis, you know. Mm-hmm. And so as a kid, I think I got comfortable talking to adults and all my sister's friends were older than me. For and sure. so naturally, I was just always talking to people that were older than me. And I think that's a common thing in homeschoolers is they might be socially awkward with kids their age, <laughs> but they <laughs> can talk to folks that are older than them. No problem, usually. Yeah. And that's not always the case. But I just for me personally, that's kind of how it was. And so I had always sort of. And my dad was always such a like people person. And I think I saw that. I would see the way that my dad would interact with people and, um, like, just be a charmer, sort of. Mm. And I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to charm people. No, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we've been talking for 12 minutes. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back for the last nine minutes of the 4 o'clock hour and talk for a little bit longer. Jordan and I were just laughing because Jordan and I were on the improv team in high school together. You remember, Jordan? We were uh, state improv champs. We did a lot of things together in high school, and I'm really thankful for it. Um, Mm -hmm. We would do Sweet Tea Fridays. Oh, of course. Every Friday after school, we'd go to McDonald's and and drink Sweet Tea. Sweet Tea. And usually that would lead to other purchases also. That's true. You know, when you're there, it's hard to avoid the fries. There's fries, McDoubles, you know. Why stop there? Yeah. And then you could mix a McDouble with a McChicken. Oh, yeah. They'd call that a Mc... Mc... McSandwich. McSandwich? Yeah. Is that what it is? No. I mean, no. I don't know if I'm allowed to yeah, say Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't need to be said, really. It's like... It's, it's implied, it's, I feel. It's not... A, yeah, it is kind of inappropriate. Like, I, uh, yeah, it's inappropriate Were you about enough. to say it? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, okay. no, dude. Okay. No, well, you looked like no you were way. like looking at I'm me and like, be like, "Are that. you gonna say it?" I'm not gonna say I, that I don't on know. the radio, I don't Jordan. Know. You think I'm gonna say that? Don't, don't be know. crazy, okay. dude. Don't People be, don't be, don't be dumb, dude. I'm sorry. Just kidding, Jordan. You're not dumb. You're a college kid. <sighs> yeah. You're more than that. A lot more. You also work at Breakaway, Kansas City. Break out, but break out. Break out. Yeah. And tell me about that. Um, Quickly. yeah, so basically, <laughs> I mean, I know there's one of those in Des Moines or something, but you know, it's where you lock people in a room for an hour and you have an hour to make it out of the room. So you're solving puzzles, blah, blah, blah. So my job is I watch from a control room. So we have cameras and microphones in the room so hmm. I can see and hear what's going on. So it's kind of crazy. I mean, Does I never kind of give of you it. a God complex. It, it, honestly, you do feel a lot of power. There. Yeah. Like it's really odd. I mean, I've. Do you get to speak over a loudspeaker? You don't speak. You type and you send it to them. Like mm. over the over the screen, 
Um, but yes, there is. I mean, I've had a lot of theological thoughts as I've been there about you know what that the implications yeah. of that relationship there. But you also just see a lot of funny, funny things. I bet it would be pretty you know. funny watching people. So it's kind of like is a handicap accessible. You know, I don't think it is. I mean, we said it was for a while, and then we had a uh, had a. Uh, it's hard to hear you. All I all I can think <laughs> is lawsuit. You know. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's my. Yeah, I think we like said that <laughs> for a while, kidding. but then we realized like, no, we're totally not because somebody showed up in a way. A lot of people like, do, man. A lot of people think like handicap accessible means means no stairs or not a giant or like, wall you need to climb. It's crazy. We've done a, my family's done a lot of like Airbnb mm-hmm. and couch surfing. And on those, a lot of times people will say, Yeah, handicap accessible. And then there'll be like two steps to get in. And it's like, I mean, maybe handicap accessible depending on what your handicap is. Right. But when I hear handicap accessible, it's I think like, like nice. you know, no Just stairs. Right I can get in and out by myself on all all four wheels. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, that's all right. You know, that's you a, a. So I'm hoping to move to California, and the uh, California is the most handicap accessible state. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because there was a lawyer in a wheelchair that just went around and sued everybody. Everybody, I think, which is pretty. Uh, I mean that. Uh, I wouldn't do that personally because, well, I don't really believe in suing people just because, right. I, I don't know, I like to forgive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no. I think forgiveness sort of gets rid of the need for a lawsuit. It goes hand in hand with gentleness, you know. Gentleness. Thanks for reminding me. That's the theme this week, folks. And the fruit of the week is gentleness. And uh, I haven't talked about the fruits that much lately just because the past few weeks I haven't had a guest. So this is a really special week because... I have a guest, and a special guest, my good friend Jordan Fash. So thanks for reminding me. Jordan, what do you think about gentleness? Oh, goodness. That is a great question. I feel you do a good job of uh, carrying gentleness. Yeah, I think think that just kind of applies to most areas of, of life as you go about. You know, I think... It can just be your interactions. I think I think of interactions with people. I suppose is mm-hmm. probably. I mean, I think about people a lot in relation to most things. I know you think that way as well. Yeah. Um, but I think just kind of in the way you conduct yourself when you're you're meeting people or talking to them, I, I think people can tell because sometimes I mean, obviously, the opposite of gentleness is being aggressive. I think <laughs> if you're trying to yeah. get to like. I mean, you've encountered that. I'm sure everybody has. When someone's like asking you questions or getting to know you, but it's not really like a genuine like hey, they want to get to know like you. A yeah. pleasant, it's kind of like a you know, and it's like mm. I think you need to both have the desire to be sociable and and engaging with people, but also I think having the like emotional awareness with people. Because I think mm. when that's missing, um, it almost has the opposite effect when you're getting to know someone or or talking yeah. to them. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I hear what you're saying. Like, if someone is almost forceful, yeah, yeah, that can really or or even like acting gentle, mm-hmm. but it's not like genuine gentleness. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess because I think a lot of people can act gentle and like sweet and kind or whatever, but their intention behind it maybe isn't gentleness maybe they just know that that's a way to get people to talk to them or something mm-hmm. yeah and i, I think know. that's a it's a difficult thing to to walk you know i usually try not to be like calling i mean i literally would never call someone out like directly obviously for, for that but you know in your mind you know you think like is this person really for real is this mm, yeah. legit you know <laughs> no just ask them right yeah. when they're talking you're being you're <laughs> lying you're lying to me 
<laughs> this is not real. <laughs> I believe it now. Uh, man. Yeah. But. Well, Jordan, I hate that we have to rush because I would love to keep talking to you for uh, the rest of the show. Forever. But I Forever, my whole life. Would you move to California? I would when are you going to be done with school? May. I'll graduate. Whoa, May? This... 2018? Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. All my uh, Bayside College credits follow me. So nice. I'm on track. Good for you. I, did, I didn't get any. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> well, not all of them. That was a lie. Sorry. Some. Of, I shouldn't lie on the radio. Well, no, you shouldn't. Especially on a show called Oops, I Missed yeah, Church. Yeah, that's rough. Well, Just I mean, kidding. Actually, if there's ever a show to lie on, this is the one. one. But I, I don't lie. Yeah. I mean, I try not. I do my I, best not to, yeah. Yeah, I, I think sometimes accidental way. lies happen. Yeah, I usually lie in the context of like a joke. Oh, like, definitely. Haha, or like, here's a joke. Here's a joke for right, you. Right. Uh, is like a which uh, punchline? Which restaurant did the one-legged waitress work at? IHOP. Ah, uh, that's, that's, I get it. You got any good jokes? Um, off the top of my head. What's the difference between a giraffe and an elevator? A giraffe is yellow. That's good. <laughs> the old anti-joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I always like those ones. Me too. Yeah, I like, yeah. Well, Jordan, we have to say farewell. So anything you'd like to leave the listeners of Oops, I Miss Church with? Ooh, um, I always like to leave people with the words of a wise scientist. Let's hear them. And, uh goes something like this. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Wow. Wow. What's the best day in the history of the world, Micah? Uh, today. Uh-huh. If you say that to yourself every day, then every day is the best day in the history <laughs> of the world. That's brilliant. Yeah, kind of a little life hack there. Yeah. So, free life hack. Free life pack from friends. Jordan Vash. Man, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on Oops, I Miss Church. It's so good to see you. Let's get breakfast tomorrow morning. Yeah, but I'm if never we can. coming back. This, <laughs> this not he doesn't experience. mean it, folks. He doesn't mean it. <laughs>